WMRA News. I'm Bob Levicky. Charlottesville's police chief will host a town hall meeting to discuss the city's gun violence. A federal judge rules that a lawsuit filed by a former employee against Albemarle County Public Schools can move forward. And the General Assembly adjourns without passing a budget, but they did manage to accomplish other goals. This is the WMRA Daily for Monday, February 27th. Charlottesville's police chief plans to host a community forum today to discuss the recent spate of gun violence in the city. The Daily Progress reports that shootings have taken 11 lives and injured at least 21 people in the city of Charlottesville and surrounding Albemarle County since September. In Charlottesville alone, there have been three homicides since the start of the year, according to city police. Police Chief Michael Kotchis has invited Charlottesville residents to Old Trinity Church on 10th Street at 6 p.m. this evening for the town hall-style event. Virginia is awarding about $1 million to four localities, including in Highland County, to clean up brownfield sites. The Brownfields Assistance Fund helps clean up environmental hazards on previously developed lands with the goal of reopening them for use. The fund also assists in preserving historic sites for public access. In a statement, Governor Glenn Youngkin said the grants will ensure more business-ready sites in rural areas. Brownfields in Highland, Accomack, Northampton, and Gloucester counties, and Chase City all received grants. A federal judge has ruled that a lawsuit filed by a former employee against Albemarle County Public Schools can move forward A former assistant principal accuses the district of creating a, quote, racially hostile environment through its teacher diversity training. Whitney Evans with VPM News reports. Emily Mace alleges that after voicing concerns over anti-racism diversity training, district officials allowed staff to harass and intimidate her until she resigned in September 2021. Mace's lawsuit is backed by the Conservative Alliance Defending Freedom. Phil Jeremita is a spokesperson for Albemarle Schools. The kinds of things that were discussed or alleged in the lawsuit are, that's not what the policy of the division is, and that's really not the intent of how we're working together to benefit students. And so it comes down to a matter of can the claims alleged in the suit be proven or not, and we'll find that out. A judge dismissed Mesa's claims that the division violated state law citing sovereign immunity, but he permitted her Federal Civil Rights Act claim, considering, quote, alleged repeated race-based comments, the school board's lack of intervention, and Mesa's emotional and mental distress. Whitney Evans reporting. The General Assembly ended its session without approving a budget on Saturday, but lawmakers were able to claim some other accomplishments. Virginia Public Radio's Michael Pope reports. All 140 members of the General Assembly will be up for re-election this year, and they finished their legislative session with a lot of talking points they can hit the campaign trail with on all the hot-button culture war issues. No action on those things, but certainly a lot of strong positions. Meanwhile, House Republican Leader Terry Kilgore says lawmakers did make other major accomplishments, like protecting customers of energy utilities and beefing up workforce development. And it's going to get it out of all these little silos out here where folks have been saying they're doing workforce development, get it under one group, and this is how we're going to move forward. And then when businesses come to the Commonwealth, we can act faster and, and say, yes, we can train your workers. 
The leader of the House Democrats, Don Scott, agreed the General Assembly did mark some major achievements when they weren't talking about abortion rights or transgender students. Those are the type of things that I think all of our constituents want to see. Workforce development, focus on education, dealing with the COVID learning loss that we dealt with to get us back on par and get us competitive. As for the budget, lawmakers can always come back for a special session to finish the job before the final deadline this summer. Reporting from the Capitol in Richmond, I'm Michael Pope. The Democratic majority leader of the state Senate, Dick Sasslaw, says he's retiring. Sasslaw said he is proud of the legacy he will leave behind as his nearly five decades in state politics comes to a close. Now, I serve with a man whose father fought in the Civil War. I didn't fight in the Civil War, okay? Sasslaw, age 83, was a businessman and Army veteran and the longest-serving member of the Senate, which he joined in 1980 after serving four years in the House of Delegates. Sasslaw's news is just part of a recent flurry of retirement announcements as the ongoing legislative session has drawn to a close. It's not unusual for older adults to experience problems related to sleep, and one in ten people over the age of 45 report memory problems getting worse. At the University of Virginia's School of Nursing, experts hope to learn how sleep and mental decline are related and they're looking for volunteers to take part in a study from the comfort of their own homes. Virginia Public Radio's Sandy Hausman has that story. If you're 65 or older, feel like you're not as sharp mentally as you used to be, and have problems with sleep, the University of Virginia wants you. Nursing professor Megan Matos is leading a study in which participants will keep a sleep diary and complete a series of surveys over a period of two years. All of the assessments in terms of cognition and mood, quality of life, all of the things that we're looking at are going to be collected in the privacy of your own home when you feel like doing that. The research team hopes to enroll about 150 people and will provide half with access to a free online program to help with insomnia and other difficulties sleeping. Shut Eye Oasis is specific for older adults. And so it touches on things like getting up in the middle of the night and needing to use the restroom. That's very common. Or wanting to take naps during the day. The goal is to answer one big question. If we improve sleep, can we also improve somebody's brain health? The hope is that we can, perhaps preventing or at least delaying the onset of Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. The study is funded in part by the National Institutes of Health, and participants can live anywhere in the Commonwealth or the country and still take part. I'm Sandy Hausman. Winemakers in Faber were awarded top prize at the Virginia Governor's Cup last week. Del Fosse Vineyards and Wineries 2021 Screaming Hawk Meritage took home the top prize. A panel of judges gave the wine the highest average score in the categories of appearance, aroma, flavor, commercial suitability, and overall quality. Trump Winery, 50 West, and Jefferson Vineyards, among others, also received high marks. And finally today, was the historic 1954 Brown versus Board of Education case about parental rights, not desegregating public schools? Lieutenant Governor Winsome Earl Sears says so, but an irrefutable source contradicts her. PolitiFact Virginia editor Warren Fisk talked with VPM News editor Whitney Evans about this latest fact check. Warren, I've always thought that in Brown versus Board of Education, the Supreme Court banned government-sanctioned segregation in public schools. Am I wrong? No, Whitney, you're exactly right. Then what is the lieutenant governor saying? Well, Earl Sears, a Republican, was a big supporter of an unsuccessful bill before the General Assembly this winter 
that would have appropriated public money to help pay tuition at private and charter schools. Uh, She said the bill would give parents, particularly those living in underperforming school districts, a choice in where to send their kids to school. And that choice, Earl Sears says, is what Brown was all about, not desegregation. Here's what she said on February 2nd on WRVA Radio. This is what Brown versus Board of Ed was all about. It was never about sending black children to white schools. It was about parents being able to decide where to send their children to school. Is Earl Sears' take on Brown v. Board unique? School voucher advocates have argued for decades that Brown hasn't provided equal education opportunities for children. Uh, Research shows that segregation ramped up after the end of court-ordered busing in 1991 and that many black children are once again locked into poorly performing schools. A lot of conservatives have said Brown's legacy should be the establishment of voucher programs. They call it, quote, the civil rights issue of our era. And Earl Sears seems to agree with that. But she goes one step further in saying that Brown was about parental choice, not desegregating schools. Mm, So what's the proof that she's wrong? Experts pointed us to the very words the Supreme Court used in its unanimous Brown ruling. Supreme Court Justice Earl Warren wrote, and I quote, We come then to the question presented, does segregation of children in public schools solely on the basis of race even though physical facilities and other tangible factors may be equal, deprive children of the minority group of equal education opportunities. We believe it does. Then why does Earl Sears say it was about choice, not desegregation? We asked the lieutenant governor for an explanation and got back a written statement. Uh, She said that the parents who supported the original lawsuits that were folded into Brown were seeking options for the children's education. She said that then and now, many low-income parents in poorly performing school districts have no options on where to send their kids to school. She's right that the black schools were inferior to white schools, and many in predominantly black neighborhoods remain under-resourced and underperforming today. Also, that parents behind the original lawsuits that led to Brown were seeking better education for their kids. But their complaints challenged racial segregation in classrooms, and that's what the court ruled on. The Supreme Court didn't even mention choice in its ruling. What did PolitiFact rate the lieutenant governor's statement? Well, again, Earl Sears, in seeking a voucher program for Virginia, said Brown was not about desegregating schools. It was about parental choice in where to send their kids to school. Uh, The very words of the Supreme Court's Brown decision contradict her. So we rate Earl Sears' statement false. All right. Thanks so much, Warren. Thank you, Whitney. PolitiFact Virginia editor Warren Fisk talking with Whitney Evans of VPM News. For WMR8 News, I'm Bob Levicky. Thanks for listening and enjoy your Monday.